on the stage. There was an accident with a cake that was on purpose. And somebody rolled in a cake. So I am terrified that I'm going to bite it uh, during, I don't mean cake, I mean the floor with my face when I fall down. It's very slippery up here, but I'm putting myself in danger for you. You're welcome, the audience. Let's hear it for that. There's also a bunch of awesome comics in the back, and they can hear you. Let's hear it for those comics. They've been waiting so patiently, too. And I have a little co-host on this show, and her name is Rhea Butcher, and she's going to come out here right now. Hello, Rhea. Hi. Hello. Hello, Rhea Butcher. Hello, Cameron Esposito. How are you feeling? Uh, cakey. Yeah. That was a real accident. A real cake accident. Cake accident. Cake accident. Cake accident. I hope it was gluten free. <laughs> oh boy. No. Guys, uh. We're. So I'm gonna. Well, we. Well, we're huh? obviously. Look at us. We're lesbians, obviously. 100%. You can see that. I just got back from the Thank 50s. Thank you. Yeah, Rio's just got back from the 50s. In a time and boy, machine. Boy, were that... her rights not available to her. <laughs> Boy, was my identity not acknowledged back then. Boy, was your pretending to be something else making you so tired. That's how that's supposed to end with the word tired. Tired. You remember arms? Doesn't matter. My point is. Is it cake right there? No, I think it's like a little flower or something. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. Sorry. Um, How were the 50s? Uh, You know, like, um, it was a sock hop mostly. Oh, yeah. Wait, when you were like a rolling. kid, did you ever have a sock hop? Did you ever go to a sock no. hop? We are from different places. And we are from different That's places. That's one thing. Is I'm from a suburban place and Rhea's from like a city place. I'm like yeah. a, from a you're like a city. Place. You're like a city mouse. City mouse. And I'm like a not city mouse. Milkman mouse. Milkman. We had a milkman. Tiny mouse carrying a big crate of milk. Right, we had regular sized cows. Yeah. We had regular sized cows, but it's so difficult to do the milking. Sure. When everybody else is mice. <laughs> it's more of a ride than anything. <laughs> um, yes. So, but when we were kids, that was like what we called dances, sock hops. Really? Yeah. I'm from the 80s also. This is from current times. Right. Yeah. I was born in 1981. The 80s this were not... super 50s. Yeah. That's right. The 80s were so 50s. That's so true. Yeah. That is they so super true though. Remember yeah. poodle skirts? Top yeah. number one best, most Thing selling Halloween. Yes. No, Hulubes is the top oh, yeah, number one sorry. best thing, but okay. that's also 50s. Super 50s. Man, were the 80s full of the 50s. That and, like, scrunchy stuffed animals, you know what I mean? Did you ever have a popple or anything like of that? Of course. I had popple sheets, and I had many a popple. Those things were... Why was that a thing? I don't know. Somebody Why did we was want to on fold a, a serious amount thing? of drugs, and yeah. then they were like, a kid would like this. 
just it's sucked it into a ball. a ball, but you make it into a ball. And it's real tight and warm and small. Yeah, that was definitely a mushroom trip. I got a papa one time when I had surgery because I was like a little kid. I had surgery. Oh, you mean the toy? Okay, got it. What did What did you think I meant? I thought perhaps the surgery like was had... because you had a popple. <laughs> <laughs> we're fiancés, which means like for sure because we're from now, you've seen me naked 100%. <laughs> Rhea's seen me naked 100%. 100% naked. She's seen all of me naked. Yeah. So what part of me did you think had had a popple removed from it? Because <laughs> you've seen my whole entire everything, all of my stuff. Where, what part of me were you like not going to ask about because you were being polite? Because <laughs> they have like loose skin. That's part of a popple. Because they have to be able to they fit the whole body. They should have called them a flapple then. Yeah, they should have called them a flapple. Doesn't really pop so much as just kind of just sprints. Yeah. yeah. God, I hope they do a gritty reboot of the popples. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so um, well, you're going to be, I'm going to be out of town for a minute. Yeah. Somebody making popcorn in the back? <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a stove to you? Yeah, it sounds like a Jiffy Pop. Yeah, no, it's, I think it's the, the sounds of the building. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to be out of town for a minute. What do you usually do? Oh, we live together. Because we are fiancés. Of each of other. Each other. <laughs> do we say that? We're also fiancés. That's why, that's why she's seen every part of me naked. That's yeah. not like a comics thing. We don't all... It's not like, I've seen naked. every part of every naked person on this entire show. <laughs> None of them have popples. None of them have popples. <laughs> um, yes. What are you going to do while I'm gone? What do you usually do when I'm out of town? Mm, watch a lot of baseball scary things. Oh, yeah, you, know, you watch scary things because I can't see that when I'm out. Yeah, watch the scary things. Because I, like I don't even to... like horror. You just don't like it when there's like dramatic piano music. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> that is 100% true. Plus, that stupid, you know that stupid fucking... Listen, here's the thing. <laughs> see? Here's the thing about that new M. Night Shyamalan movie. Like, okay, I get it. Oh, this it. one? Yeah. Yes! No! No! I, listen, I get it. The things that make me afraid are trite things. Like, that. if you look at that movie, it is like a checklist of, like, things that could be possibly spooky. Right. It's like, oh, wait a minute, what? There's no way to get out of here? Plus, we're children. Plus, like, we're so smart and we're children. Like, smart children. Yeah, yeah then, like, grandparents are like, what happens to you after a certain age? Like, get on the oven and clean it. And you're like, oh, okay. And Everything. then they just open a door. It's just dark out there. Like, nothing even happens, but just the idea of, like, that it would be light in the room and then dark outside of the room. Of Your eyes can't yeah. adjust. It's like, like what's dark. out there? That kind of a thing. Second. All these things scare me. 100%, 100% scared. Totally Fully scared. all the way up. 100% naked. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I saw that trailer. I took all my clothes off. Ah! <laughs> I was covered in popples. <laughs> I I, we saw that trailer because we went to go see American Ultra. Mm-hmm. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Couple people like, you liked it? Did you see it? Yeah. What did you think? What was your favorite part? And it, the answer is Kristen Stewart. <laughs> what was your favorite par- uh, part about Kristen Stewart in that movie? Was it her hair? Was it her pretty hair? <laughs> oh. What did you think was the best part about Kristen Stewart? Was it when she was a business lady? Or was it when she was so relaxed? <laughs> yeah, all this stuff. She, got, she had a free, full range of stuff. She has, like, pink hair in that movie, and I, was, I keep thinking, like, that she just... I think that's just how she showed up to set. And they were like, actually, yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> she was like, I'll only do it if that's my hair. And they were like, 
Sure. <laughs> Anything you say, Kristen. <laughs> Stewart is as Stewart does. Yeah. People say you look like Kristen Stewart. It's very funny. <laughs> no, they do. Yeah, they do. They do. Lots of people do. The eyeballs, I think. Yeah. Because <laughs> it ain't the hair, that's for sure. Or the rest of this. <laughs> no, I, I've never Mostly seen Kristen right Stewart in that outfit. You might look exactly like her. We might. Um, it's more that I have a Bella and an Edward thing going on. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're always saving yourself, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My skin is diamonds! Um... I'm just brooding towards myself at all times. We don't talk about this enough as a culture. <laughs> I smell so good. <laughs> I'm so sparkly. That's you wanting to eat yourself. Um, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about Twilight enough as a phenomenon, as a culture. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, we don't. We actually don't talk about it enough. Because, oh, I'm sorry, but this is the Is end this of... your Twilight outreach? Yeah, this is... <laughs> We just don't talk about Twilight enough. Um, because the end of that whole series of films... Oh, I'm so sorry if I'm spoiling it for you. Also, like, no, I'm not. What is wrong with you? What if you wanted to see that, you should have already seen Just it. got up and was like, don't you spoil Twilight. But at the end of Twilight, what happens is that she has a, a vampire baby. Yes. In her belly. Uh-huh. And then it eats its way out. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was like the most popular book for 14-year-old women. Young ladies. 14-year-old women, yes. <laughs> Imagine me with a newborn baby and I'm like, oh, she's just 10 months, just a 10-month-old woman. <laughs> I don't like the word girl. It's infantilizing. You're born a woman, you die a woman. So there's a woman in her belly and it eats her way out of the woman. 14-year-old women were reading that book now, I had, a terrible, I had a terrible run of it with sex education, where all we did my entire sex education was that we just watched an abortion. Jesus. That was it. We didn't learn anything about bananas. Nothing goes on a banana. Nothing. It was just an abortion, and then, then the, our religion teacher, because that's where I learned about sex, was like, anybody have any questions about that? Because that is what will happen to you if you do anything involving sex. I was like, oh, I am going to stay away from that. I am going to not have... Was that, also, like, was that challenging? Abortion is helpful. <laughs> it was so challenging, Rhea. It was so, it was so difficult. Yeah. I shouldn't have said it was so I hard. I stopped That's why I, I said challenging. It was so difficult because my boyfriend was always like, you know, what do you think? And I was like, we can't! That was his, how he came on to you? Was, what do you think? He was very progressive and didn't pressure me at all. I, I was like, I think, let's watch more Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And there was like a whole period other. of time where I just was saying to my high school boyfriend all the time, like, what do you think I would look like with Willow's haircut? <laughs> like, I said that to him so often. He was like, why are you saying that? I was like, I don't know. I'm not sure. But I like when she sings next to that other girl. <laughs> so I'm going to go to Atlanta. Yes. Georgia. Hot Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. 
Actually, this is a cool thing, and I'm just going to say what's happening because there's listeners. Because this show is also a podcast, so I'm excited about this because I'm, I'm going to be in a movie. In a movie. Yeah, you should clap for that. Because I was in a couple, I was in a couple indie films this summer, and thank God for that because it was a really good experience working and like getting to kind of uh, understand what words people use and how they talk to you, and when they go action, and then you go like oh, my God, and then that kind sure. of a thing. Um, because this is a bigger movie, yeah. Because uh, it's this is um, this is a crazy movie. Sure, I don't even know. I think it's a mistake. <laughs> Somebody bought me a plane ticket today, and they have the script, but I think it might be a joke. I don't know. What a funny joke they're playing on me. It's a very long con. Yes, it is. I get to Atlanta, I'm like, here I am, and they go, oh. <laughs> Boy, was that funny. Um, they spray water out of a flower in yeah. your face. Bye-bye. Well, because I'm going to be in a... So, you know those... you guys know those movies that are like... It's like New Year's Eve... Valentine's Day. They're like those big ensemble movies that happened after Love Actually was a big hit and then they're like, we can do that in America! We'll use our holidays! And then there was a bunch of them. Then the next one is called Mother's Day. That's with women. And I love that that's the progression that they took also. Like, they were like, these, they were like, they were like, what are the sexy holidays? Sure. New Year's Eve, Valentine's Day, a fucking Mother's Day! Mother's Day, you know how you become a mother. You fuck, right? That's what the movie is. It's just a bunch of scenes where people fuck, and then at the end it just goes like, everybody's pregnant from this movie. You're all moms. You got mommed. (laughs) So um, I'm going to be in that movie, and then what's crazy is that some of the people in this movie are Julia Roberts is in this movie. Yes. Thank you for your audible response. I agree with you. Also, Jennifer Aniston is in this movie. Hello. Also, Cameron Esposito is in this movie. (laughs) It's so funny, but some of my scenes are with Kate Hudson. What? What is she going to look like? I'll come out later in the show, and you guys can ask me questions, and I'll keep them in my mind, and then I won't ask them to her, because I'll play it super cool. (laughs) But then I'll try and suss them out, and then I'll report back. Here's what I think. The questions I have so far are, what does her skin look like? Yeah. I want to know why she named her clothing company Fabletics. <laughs> I don't hey, feel Kate, like that's going to come up. Who convinced you that was a good idea? No! Don't talk shit about my sister-in-law. <laughs> sure. In the movie. That's going to be fun. You're going to be hosting this show by yourself for a, I am, about yeah. a month. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any hopes or dreams during that month what to accomplish on stage here at the UCB? Well, I hope to not have to dance upon the remnants of cakes. Yeah, I feel like we can make that happen. Yeah. Guys, so for the next month, while Rhea's here, will you promise to support the shit out of her? Invite her to your parties so she knows she has cool friends. Your sock hops. And, and then she won't come because you're the audience. Like, honestly, like she doesn't know you. It might be dangerous, but like invite her anyway. Like, tweet at her and be like, come over and then put your home address. And she'll be like, holy shit, that's yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Like, do they have my home address? Because they no, don't why do they have that? And, uh, and then make sure to shred the mail while I'm I will okay. always shred Guys, that's Rhea Butcher. That's Cameron Esposito. show and uh, we're going to be back out throughout the show but hey right now we've got a pal of ours that we love a little buddy who is uh, boy is he such a hot shot 
in the Los Angeles comedy scene, and he's got great style. If there's one dude whose style I am ripping off, this is the dude. Let's hear right now for Carl Huss. I feel like everyone's expecting me to have a vest and tie with that intro. I come out, they're like, where the fuck is this guy's vest? She is not ripping out my style. That is uh, very generous of her to say that. Keep it up for them, guys. That was fantastic. They're a delight. She's going to be a mom in a major motion picture, as far as I understand. That sounds very exciting. Uh, I also want to get to the bottom of the Fabletics question, so... I feel like what you should do is, like, befriend Kate Hudson over the course of that month, and then, like, at the end, as you're saying goodbye, be like, quick question, Fabletics, tell me about it. Spring it on her when she's least expecting it. Uh, Labor Day weekend, was it, was it good for you guys? How was it? Yeah. We had, we had semi-audible woos. Mild applause. Did anyone do something like actually really cool or was everyone just in town because none of us did anything cool? I didn't do anything cool. I just got drunk all weekend. That was pretty much... I avoided manual labor as much as possible. Uh, got drunk. I was recently uh, drunk in the back of an Uber because uh, my life is going pretty well. Um, I was drunk in the back of an Uber and the Uber got pulled over by the police. Has that happened to anybody here? I'd like to take a poll. Yeah, it was a first time for me as well. Uh, the driver is black, so I was like, uh, does this happen a lot? And he's like, all the time. And I was like, I felt so bad for this poor guy. Cop shining his light directly in this poor guy's face. Then the cop notices that I'm sitting in the back seat. So he fucking shifts his flashlight right into my face. And he's just like, hey, how come you're sitting in the back seat? And I just drunkenly go, I'm a really shitty friend. <laughs> the cop laughed, you guys. He laughed. Uh, I don't know if you've ever made a cop laugh. It is fucking terrifying. Uh, I thought I had to keep laughing as long as he was laughing. I was like, oh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, Please stop. Please stop laughing. Very drunk. Drinking a lot uh, because I decided that I was going to stop smoking weed, you guys. <laughs> Hear me out, room full of strangers. Hear me out. I gave it an honest try every day continuously for 12 years. And you know what? Not for me. Not for me. <laughs> Didn't care for it. Um, smoked weed for a long time. Decided it was time to make a change. There was a couple different factors that informed that decision. Uh, one was I lingered in a CVS pharmacy longer than I had to so I could listen to the rest of that Give Me One Reason to Stay Here song. And I was also crying, so I had to make a change. Clearly I had to make a change. I tried to leave, but I turned right back around. I don't need the last part of that joke. I'm going to leave that part out next time. CBS, always a nightmare for me when I was high. You'd go in, you could never find anything, completely disoriented. I'd always end up in the adult diapers aisle just having thoughts like, well, we all end up here in the long run, so what's the point? Diapers are just on the shelf looking back at you like, TikTok, motherfucker. <laughs> it was clearly time for me to stop smoking weed. Uh, I had a pretty good run. Now, now my new shit is just get really drunk on red wine and watch a bunch of Netflix. <laughs> That's my move, guys. My Netflix and wine game is pretty strong. 
My Netflix and wine game is like middle-aged divorcee strong. It is substantially strong. Pretty into it. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm hitting that edge. I just turned 31. Uh, that is the proper response. Strained silence. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, not, not an exciting age. I, I actually kind of like it. I think it's cool. It's like old enough to know God is dead, young enough to still have neck acne. It's an exciting time. I'm into it. I like it. I'm going to embrace it. Um, are, you guys, are you guys all in your 30s? Everyone here looks so young. How old are you? 35. Yeah, there you go. Does it get better? No. Ah, fuck. <laughs> Shit. I grew this mustache. Oh, but that's all right. Wow. Fuck. I, I want to do more crowd work, but I feel, like, I feel like whenever you see comics do crowd work, it's always like very negative. You know, they're always like shitting on the crowd. It's like, the crowd is like, you wouldn't exist without the crowd. Why would you shit on the crowd? Like, I feel like there should be like positive crowd work. You know, it just like, it boosts people up. Like, sir, what do you do for a living? Uh, fuck yeah. <laughs> You see that? Everybody's happy. I'm boosting it up. I'm building up. I'm building things. I'm not tearing them down. I, I feel like the problem with crowd work is, is they, don't, they, they never ask the important questions. So it's always like, oh, what do you do for a living? Uh, who's this guy? I feel like you got to ask important questions like, sir, what kind of sandwich would you be if you could be a sandwich? Strami. There you go. This guy knows what the fuck's up. Give it up for Strami. <laughs> he's juicy. He's delicious. He's flavorful. He's been seasoned with spices. That's actually my go-to answer as well. I was going to talk about how I would be pastrami, but you already covered it, so we can move forward as a group. I mean, it is, it is the best kind of sandwich. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you're talking Reuben, right? We're talking Thousand Island. Clearly. We're clearly, okay. We're on the same page. I like this guy. Uh, yeah, being 31 is not bad. Uh, you know, doing it. Uh, got a mustache. I got health insurance. It's all coming together for me, guys. Uh, I grew this mustache. That is the proper response. Strange silence. Thank you. Uh, I feel like when I grew it, I would like see guys with mustache and I'd be like, that guy looks like a fucking badass woodsman of some kind. <laughs> like in my mind, I was like, I'm going to be the king of the lumber yard. Uh, and now that I've grown it, I realize I look more like the asshole the bank sends out to like foreclose on the lumber yard. <laughs> They're like, it's a slow year for pine. I'm like, you knew the deal when you signed the papers. <laughs> Shut it down. <laughs> You know what it is? It's this part in the middle. It, I don't shape it like this. It just doesn't grow here, okay? It is exceedingly French, and I do not care for it. I look like a maitre d' that choreographs burlesque on the weekends. I don't know how it happened. I don't know how it happened. Uh, I gotta go. There's a lot of show. A lot of good show. I'll leave you guys with this. I've been thinking a lot about this. The next few things are true. Uh, the guy who owned the company Segway, he died when he rode a Segway off a cliff. Uh, the guy who founded Match.com had his wife leave him for a man that she met on Match.com. And the guy who created the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge, remember that last year on the internet, everyone's pouring buckets of water on their head? The guy who created that, he drowned last summer. Now, I don't know if those three facts mean that there is a God and he's a fucking asshole with a sick sense of humor, or there is no God and even in a universe of pure cold causality, there's still room for morbid irony. But I know one thing. That Segway motherfucker got what was coming to him. It's 2015. If your death resembles Wiley e. Coyote, I'm going to laugh at your death. I'm sorry. And I realized reading that story, that's the worst way to die. Anyway, that in the middle of it, you're like, well, this is hilarious. All right, that's my time. Thank you guys so much. Enjoy this fine show.
Look at that outfit. It looks just like mine. I've been trying to grow this mustache for a long time, too. It's just not coming in in this area. I look like a woman who's trying to grow in a mustache who choreographs burlesque on the weekends. You guys ready to keep the show rolling? Awesome. This next comic, I believe it's his first time on the show, so whenever we have a comic and it's the first time on the show, we'd like to give him a big, huge round of applause welcome. So please give it up for David Quirk, everybody. Wow, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, folks. I am a very good comedian. Uh, what a wanker. I, you can probably, I'm from out of town. I'm... <laughs> And uh, I'll just move on. Um, hello. Hello, sir. I had to acknowledge. Um, if you're listening at home or in the car on the... Uh, this is, I understand this is a, a podcast, then just ignore this bit. Um, that guy. No, how are you, sir? Is it... That's fine. Um, it's nice to have you. I, uh, I've, I've, this is my first time here on this show. It's my first time doing any kind of comedy in Los Angeles. So, but I've, that's not to say that I haven't done gigs throughout the US. I was just in uh, Portland, Oregon. I was doing a lot of stuff up there. Um, a very beer drinking town, isn't it? Um, I saw a sign up there, which was very exciting. It said this. It said, beer is the answer. Does anybody remember the question? <laughs> very funny stuff like that. I love it. Uh, and um, I thought to myself, yeah, I think I think I remember the question. I think it was, um, what legal drug ruins more families, helps people crash their cars, helps people fight friends, fight, uh, helps relationships end, helps them start, helps my dick stay soft? Um, what fizzy fluid helped me urinate on my girlfriend once? <laughs> Beer is the answer. And, uh, yeah, that's a true story. It was an accident. Anyway, um... I won't go on, but it's nice to be down in LA. Uh, be, could I just... Uh, a little poll I've been doing with the crowds lately. Um, by show of hands, how many people here tonight have an iPhone? Just quickly. Be honest. Thank you. There's always heaps. L lots. I know you don't say heaps here. Um, there's heaps of you. How many people here tonight have children, if any? There's always less, especially with a crowd. Like, there's none. There's, in fact, none. That's fine, too. How many people here tonight were children? No. <laughs> Ignore that. That's, most of you didn't put your hands up. I appreciate that. Um, the reason why I ask is because I opened up a newspaper in Melbourne, Australia, where I'm from, and a headline blew my mind. Okay? It this should have been front page news. It wasn't. It was just a little article. It said this, folks. More iPhones sold per second than babies born. Okay? That's what it said. I read that and I thought, fuck, it sounds staggering. That inf it sadly does make that obvious journalistic mistake of comparing two completely unrelated things, doesn't it? Not iPhones and Android phones, not babies and adults, not something as obscure as that, folks. No, what, let's compare, shall we, babies and iPhones. Why not? I may as well have opened up that newspaper and read, less avocado sold per decade than racehorses put down. <laughs> I'd never thought that does sound low. Uh, I will read this article. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Um, <clears throat> I'm not in a real... I came here sort of for love, I, I suppose you could say, and for, for comedy a little bit, but um, I... Is any, no, I'm married in the room. It's not that kind of crowd, is it? Good on you. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of shame attached, isn't it? 
hand hardly goes up. I had a friend say to me years ago, he was in a long-term relationship and he, if you are in a relationship, you might be able to relate to this. He looked at me once and he said, Dave, you know what would be good in a long-term relationship? And I said, what? And he said, six months on, one month off. That was his little nugget of wisdom. Now, I don't know if he wanted to sleep with someone else or be with someone else. Maybe he did, I don't know. But then he added this. He said, you know, like oil rig workers. And I thought that was funny. I thought that was a funny analogy. You know, to compare a beautiful, loving, long-term relationship to oil rig working, it's ridiculous, isn't it? It's not a great analogy either if you compare those two things, which I did, because it's... And it's often men that do that kind of work, isn't it? They go out to sea, you know, they work hard, they put in... You know, when they have their break, you know, their time off that they deserve and they've earned, I suppose, what they don't do is go and work briefly on other oil rigs. (laughs) Do that. Or get drunk and accidentally work on an oil rig. Or try and work on two oil rigs at once. Or find a younger oil rig. Or they don't find old oil rigs they used to work on on Facebook. I'm with that. They don't yearn to work on a new rig without the restrictions of a helmet. That's an obscure one, that last one. Um, and I don't mind if you don't care for that one. Um, I'll just move this out of the way because it looks like something a comedian would do. Now... Um, plenty of room up here um <clears throat> this i'm about to take a really big chance is that okay for the first time of it uh, it's a story i'm i've only told it once before it's it's not ready it's really not ready um here, here we go it's a true thing that happened to me on a tram uh you don't have trams here do a, a picture a bus somewhere between a train and a bus you know what a fucking tram is <laughs> oh i've got to go almost oh that's two minutes to go yeah um uh fuck I'm sitting there, I was listening to music, little earbuds, loud music, and it was packed with people, and of course, there were people most likely going to be people. Now, I'm sitting there, there was a guy to my right, I was facing backwards, and there was an older woman, sort of, I remember looking at her as the music was playing in my ear, she was very pretty, but she was probably 60 plus, she had like, she was genuinely older, but she had long grey hair, and it's that that sort of made her look pretty still, you could tell she would have been quite good in her day, uh... That's not a weird thing to say. She was a very pretty woman. She's still pretty. Um, she looked very sophisticated, basically. She, had, she hadn't gone for the perm yet, you know? <laughs> With it all women seem to do. Just stop it, ladies. And it, she had this beautiful long grey hair. And I remember looking at her, and I noticed her, and I had my head down, and I noticed... She caught my attention. She seemed to be motioning with her hands to the guy next to me, and I watched them, and she, to my mind, she seemed to be asking for directions. I thought, that's what she's doing. I've worked it out. And he was giving her no help. I thought, he's obviously a tourist or useless or both. I, I will step in to help this lovely lady. And I pulled out the earbuds, and I said to her, I said, excuse me, do you need any help with anything? And she said, why is she practising her Chinese so loud? That's what she said. Why is she practising her Chinese so loud? And I said, I'm... I'm sorry, what do you mean? She was angry, okay? I misread everything. And I looked, and there was a woman just out of her view, an Asian woman, I can't say if she was Chinese, she was definitely an Asian woman, on a phone, out of her view, like I said, and she was having a loud conversation. She was being loud, and I saw that, and I said, oh, she's not uh, practising anything, she's on a conversation, is what she's doing. And she said, she's not, why is she practising so loud? It's so rude. And I said, why is she practising her native tongue? What the hell is wrong with you? She's not, I'm telling you, she's on a... I got angry straight away. I went from... I was pissed off and I thought, this is brilliant. All I've got to do is just reach down and grab my phone and film this. I'm going to get my first viral video. <laughs> this is exciting, okay? And as I reached down, I, I, she said something like... Um, she said, I'm sorry, I just... I've just been to the hospital and I've had a lot of friends die on me lately and I just want to know what it's all about. 
And I said, I'm sorry, what, what do you mean? She said, I just, like, what is all this? She motioned to the heavens. What is all this? And I said, I was totally stumped. I said, I'm, wow, okay. Uh, I've got to be honest, lady. I, you and I are never going to get an answer to that. I'm sorry. Just so you know. And she said, um, I remember she said, is this, the, um, is this the supermarket? She said. And we were stopped. And I looked out the window and I know the trams very well. I said, yes, it is. It's, this is the, the supermarket. And she said, this is my stop and got off. Okay. Now, I either caught her in the throes of a deep existential crisis. Well, that is one of the best ways to get out of racism that I have ever seen. It was fantastic. Thank you. That's, thank you. Um, I, I'll just leave you with that. Thanks, folks. I'm David Quirk. Have a great night. Guys, give it one more time. For David. This has been really fun so far. Yes, You're, you you did great. Remember earlier when it was your big moment, and you had you knew the sandwich right away. How long you been sitting on that? And then a literal pastrami sandwich emerges from your pants. That would be funny, right? How long you been sitting on that? And you're like, oh, what this? And I'm like, that's what I meant. So we're gonna tour together, and that'll be your whole thing. Doesn't what'd you say? Yeah, you can come to Hotlanta. Um, I don't know if you know how movies are shot, but it's usually like at one point during the thing you just go like, oh, I have this pre-planned joke <laughs> with this guy that I bring with me. He has a sandwich in his pants. <laughs> you can't see it, but if you get like the DVD outtakes for most movies, <laughs> it's in there, like almost always. Tom Hanks has some of the best ones. It's like in Castaway, because he's so hungry. That's why it's so funny. He's like, I remember how I lost all this weight? I'm so hungry. Well, chicken parmesan, you know? It's like this whole thing. He's really good at that. How are you guys doing? Are you doing great? Yeah, how was your day? Did you have a good day? What did you do? Nothing? Doesn't matter, who cares? It had to be, so you worked? what did you do? You work at a coffee shop. How was that? Did you, keep, did you keep us going today? Did you keep us going today? Thank you for your service. What, yeah, exactly. Somebody knows what's happening in the world. You're important extremely important. I think I actually do what Carl Hess was saying nobody does. <laughs> like, that is actually how I do crowd work. I'm like, you're a little special angel. What do you make, coffee? I fucking love you. <laughs> are people cool to you or are people shitty? How is it? Combination. Combination? I work in South Orange County. You work in South Orange County? Yeah, that could... Yeah. Whoopsie-daisy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like not... So it's like non-tipping surfers and non-tipping... Moms with babies? Does anyone tip you in South Orange County? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just the plastic surgery. Oh, the plastic, the, the people with pla- the, 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 the athletic. They, the ones who, <laughs> I'm not going to say that in the microphone. Um, they tip you well? Yeah. That's really nice to hear. I'm glad to hear that. Um, wow. That's crazy also. Do you, ever, do you ever just go, when you give them the coffee, you go, what have you had done? <laughs> Seems like maybe eyes, a little on the eyes. Do you ever do that? No. Yeah, that probably would cut down on your tips. <laughs> or, if, or if you turn it the other way and you're like, what have you had done? Because as far as I can tell, nothing! <laughs> and they just give you $100. <laughs> do you remember any like, distinctly big tips? Have you ever gotten like, a really big tip? Yeah, it's like Christmas time, we get like, hundreds of dollars. For... What? Yeah, they don't tip all 
what? Like, a, so it's like a regular. Yeah. And so in their mind, they're like, oh, just you wait. <laughs> but all year round, you're like, seriously, go fuck yourself. You are here every day, and I know your order, and I get it ready when you're in the back of the line, because I know who the fuck you are, Jonathan. And then once here, he's just like, oh, kid, wait till you see this. Hundred on the table. How would that feel like a crazy setup? Have you ever, what do you say to them when they give you that? comes in an envelope. You're like the postman, sort of, from the old times. When I grew up in the 80s and I had a milkman with a little mouse. They give you hundreds of dollars in an envelope and more than one person does this? Wow. Have you guys ever heard of this or done this? This is like a crazy revelation. I think what it means is we should stop tipping. And every time you leave, you just go, wait for Christmas. But then around Thanksgiving, you just take like a two month detox. You don't fucking get coffee for like two months. Then in January, when you come back, they spit in your coffee. That's what happens. Guys, let's hear it for this gal. She's doing the hard work. Hey, uh, this next pal is somebody we're really excited to have on the show. Oh, you've seen her a bunch on like At Midnight or like she was a big regular on Chelsea lately. That was a great show. Let's hear it right now for April Richardson, guys. Give it up for April. Oh, hi. hi. Oh, so now. Hi. already doing it. Oh, Isn't cool. Yes. It's like so. Technology. Yeah. It's just a little phone and it's, it belongs to me. Oh, you know, and yeah. You just like make it into a recording. Device. Oh, my God. Um, what's happening with you? You've been touring so much with Chris. Yes. Are you guys still on tour right now? Are you home for a bit? Yes. I, well, I went on my own tour in July because we didn't have any dates Got so I just like drove around the country myself but he how was that? it was the best Yeah. because I spent 50% of the time seeing Morrissey and 50% of the time doing my own shows great I scheduled it along his tour you're dates you're kidding me no it was the best were you in the same city at the same time? or like would you sometimes to the next city and see him? it would depend it would wow. depend on the city great but yeah it was super fun and great so I was gone like the whole month of July doing that awesome but that was other than that yeah I've just been on the road with Chris the entire year we're pretty much gone like every other weekend right. yeah yeah and you guys play i've played so, i used to when i used to open for anthony i played some of the size venues that right. you guys play is this tour the biggest thing i've ever the done, biggest thing you've yes. ever done size wise yo how was far. that in terms oh, of like amazing. the initial so like you walk out on stage the first time there's several thousand people yes there. what is that feeling oh uh, the best ever yeah. i mean it's amazing almost to the point where it's like it's too good you know it's like spoiling sure. me yeah because then you know when i like when i did my, I was grateful for everybody who came to my tour, but it was the sort of thing where I'm like, uh, I don't get used to doing this. Yeah. You gotta work harder to win over small rooms. I think it's yeah, like yeah. a both end sort of a situation where I'm like glad I saw what's there so right. that I know what I'm like. Yeah, you're towards. aiming towards exactly, exactly. But I also think you're right. It is like because the other thing that goes along with those venues are like people that put on bigger shows routinely, so they like know what you need a little right. bit in terms of like. You're very, like, protected and kind of taken care of. And just in terms right. of, like, oh, the mic is going to work. Oh, of and, course, like, of course. And, like, there's going to be security. If you yes. Secure, like, the things that um, will be there at a bigger venue yeah, because yeah. they always only Everything do Everything is shows. totally right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So then you scale down. For me, that was, like one of those things where I was like oh shit I forgot like I'm gonna have to yeah like make sure that I need to ask for everything but at least then you know what you need well that you had the experience of right. knowing what you should have to do a good job but I'm also spoiled because it is it's like everything's already like you just said everything's ready to go and so when mm-hmm. I went on my own tour it was weird having to be like the boss it was mm-hmm. weird for me to have to go up to you and be like 
okay, yeah, right. um, I'm going to need to go on at this time, and I'm going to need right. water, and I'm going to, like, right. I felt weird being bossy, I yeah. guess, which I hate that word, but... It was, no, it's not bossy. I yeah. think that's the other thing, is that self-advocacy is so important yeah and it's really hard to learn because yes we're human beings and we are nice yes maybe i mean i don't know maybe, yes. maybe there's maybe there's that in there why it's hard to ask right or like it feels like too much it feels like, like you're impolite, gonna be diva. But then I'm like no i'm allowed to but ask then, you're, for this. then you like roll back and you think about what our job is which is to arrive at a place we've never been before right in a city we don't know right and then what you're really asking for is like i just need actually water right like in the skit in the in the scheme of things yeah it's like not demanding in any way request. But even still, yeah, it felt it like being like, can totally I have this? Nuts. Is this okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but I mean, um, it was fun. Where are you, so where are you going next? Are you out with Chris again? Yes, we go to Texas the weekend after next. Awesome. Yeah, we're going to Dallas, Houston, and Austin. Great. So it'll be a wrap. Well, I'm sure podcast people can come see you. Yes, April definitely. And Chris Hardwick. Yes, in Texas. Fun. Yes. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. April Richardson, you guys. Let her hear it. I feel like I feel like that's the perfect art. She should just give that set. She should just do that set to like I don't know, the judges of the the Supreme Court justices. That's what I mean. The judges of the thing, you know what I mean? For like when men say that women can't do jobs because what if they get their period? Well, what if dudes get hit on via OK Cupid by a stand-up they shouldn't be president, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Only women should be president. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Sign-ups are back there. You can volunteer for my all-female country. (laughs) I was thinking about this, the the all-female country thing. Um, uh, Not a country band, but also thinking about making that. But um, (laughs) my grandmother was one of five sisters, and then she had two daughters, and only one of them had a child, and it was me which is an only lesbian daughter. So I am what would happen if we had an all-female country. <laughs> so if you like what you see, again, sign up in the back. Free buttons and Birkenstocks for everybody. All right, we have two comics left on the show. Are you guys excited? Do you have it in your hearts? Awesome, I thought that you did. This next comic is super funny. We're so glad to have him on the show. You guys give it up for Andrew Slater. Thank you very much. Good to be here. Uh, I uh, good to be out of the house. I watch TV all day. That's all I do. I love watching TV. My favorite channel is HGTV by far. Home and Garden Television. That is my jam. However, I feel like that channel is biased toward homeowners. Yes, every show on there is for the homeowner. Flip my house, fix my house. Where is the show for the renter? That's what I want to see. I want to see a show called Get My Security Deposit Back. That's what I want to see. Just two <laughs> sketchy contractors showing up to an apartment. Ah, we're going to patch some holes today. Going to patch a lot of holes. Maybe sell your roommate's weight bench on Craigslist. We're going to figure out where that popcorn smell is coming from today. <laughs> on Get My Security Deposit Back. (laughs) I do rent. I'm a renter. I'm broke. Uh, One way I like to combat being broke is I like to eat at Continental Breakfasts at hotels I'm not staying at. (laughs) Yes, you can can just do that if you want. Does anybody want free breakfast tomorrow? Yeah? Okay, I'll tell you how to do it. 
It's the easiest thing in the world. Just get up before 9 o'clock, go over like a Hampton Inn, make a waffle. Yeah, that's it. Get the hell out of there. It's the easiest thing. <laughs> It's a whole caper right there. They can't stop you. You think they're going to... Let me tell you something. No front desk employee making nine bucks an hour has the balls to accuse you of that ridiculous crime. They don't have the stones for... I wish they would say something to me at this point. I've literally done it before. I've done it like a dozen times in my life. And I'm cocky. Say something to me. Please. I'll call my shot right now. Name a hotel. I'll go there tomorrow morning. Someone stop. I am the John Dillinger of breakfast stealing. They can't stop me. Say, so I say something to me because I have the best defense in the world, okay? If you ever accuse me of that, I'm just going to act incredulous. It's like, what's that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me get this straight. You're under the impression that I got up this morning... Got in my car, drove to your stupid little hotel. Oh, I'm sorry. Picked up my fiance, drove to your stupid little hotel, started eating all the eggs and the bacon and the sausage. Oh, and this peanut butter and jelly sandwich I saran wrap back here. I guess that's my lunch. That's what that is. I'm going to get two free meals out of this. They would fall over themselves apologizing, yet that's literally what I do. Step for step, every Valentine's Day, that's how I knock it out. I call it brunch. <laughs> Actually, uh, it's not my fiance anymore. I just got married. I got married uh, in July. Thank you. Very excited. We don't have any children, uh, but I do think the most beautiful thing you're ever going to see in this world is seeing a parent reading to their young child. Like, there's nothing better than that. However, there's no quicker way to take that moment from Hallmark to Hilarious than seeing the parent mispronounce words from the children's book. <laughs> You've never seen that before? That will make your afternoon. I saw a friend of mine one time, and they were like, and then the ball ricocheted off the wall. <laughs> no, no, nothing, ric nothing ricocheted, actually. Uh, can you say something in that scenario? Or am I allowed to chime in? Is there a number I can just call anonymously and prevent SAT disasters from happening in the home? I don't, it reminded me of a few years ago, actually. I was in, uh, when that happened, I was in Boston with my dad. And we were walking through the park, Boston Common, the big park they have there. And they have these duck statues. And, he's, and when he sees them, he stops. He goes, oh my God, Andrew, these are the ducklings from that book. I was like, what book? He's like, make way for ducklings. That story I used to read you every night before you went to bed. I was like, I don't remember that. How can you not remember that? You would beg me to read you that book every night. I read you that book. You would not go to sleep until I read you Make Way for Ducklings. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And that's my point here tonight. If you guys take anything away from this show, please just remember, reading to your children is a waste of time. They won't remember. In fact, the only thing you might do is pass down your mispronunciations of words. And trust me, you do not want that weighing on your conscience. It's a terrible... Uh, Berdan, uh, uh, that's, the whole, that's the whole thing. I, uh, oh, good, okay. I did just get married. I just got married, and uh, she is also broke like me. We, neither of us have any money. Uh, but uh, she does not possess my cheap instincts, for instance. Well, she's enthusiastic about cheap maneuvers, but her execution's all off. Because, like, we were going to go see a movie. Now, everybody knows what you do when you, this isn't like stealing continental breakfast. What do you do when you go to the movies? 
Bring your own snacks. Exactly right. That's 101, of course. So I suggest this to Heidi, right? And she's into it. Like I said, she's into it. She's like, yeah, okay, let's do it. So we're walking through the mall to go to the movie. She stops at C's Candy. No, no, no. Not how it works. You don't sneak candy into the theater that's more expensive than what they sell in the lobby. That's doing it backwards. Oh, I know. I'll sneak in some popcorn. Let me just run by Dodger Stadium. Uh, but No, we'll save money. We'll pack a lunch. I'll swing by the airport, grab a sandwich. We'll be on our way. <laughs> I, uh, Carl was talking about Uber. Uh, I'm, I am in the economic situation where I take the Uber pool. Do you guys ever do the Uber pool? Where you, like, it's a car, it's a, if you don't, haven't tried it, it's good for the environment, is what I tell people, but uh, you, they pick other people up on the way to your destination. It's just public transportation. I mean, it's a bus, is what it is. So they pick people up on the way to where, where you're going. So we stopped. I was in the back of an Uber pool. We picked up this dude. He had a briefcase. So I assume he's some sort of business man. But we pick him up and uh, immediately uh, pulls out his phone and starts watching a video at full volume, which I'm from Seattle. So I handled it the Seattle way, which is to passive-aggressively put in my earphones, be like, oh, look, see these magical things that take sound and put them in your ear without everybody else hearing it? Oh, my God. What he was watching was, he didn't get the hint, he was watching a Donald Trump speech full volume, just, he's laughing at his jokes, unironically laughing at Donald Trump's jokes, not even just appreciating the ideas, he was laughing at his jokes, taps me on the shoulder to tell me how great Donald Trump is and how great his jokes are, and I wanted to tell, I was like, hey man, we're splitting an Uber. Trump is not the guy for us, okay? He does not reflect our economic situation. You can't vote for Trump unless you can afford a lone Uber. If you can afford a solo Uber, then maybe you can back the guy. All right, that's it. Thank you very much. Let's give it up for Andrew. Andrew was amazing. Oh, yeah, we, I had the... You know when you have a movie-going experience? Where, like, listen, one time... Okay, I don't drink that much and I certainly don't drink in the day um, and one time I accidentally had a margarita with my friend Ryan who's in the booth recording this show even here tonight let's hear it for Ryan <laughs> right before Rhea and I were supposed to see a showing of Back to the Future at the Arclight in the Dome so you understand how serious people are seeing movies I mean if I said Arclight you guys would be like oh shit, people were very serious, but then I'm like, the dome, and you guys are like, oh fuck, like did they have like their own notes that they brought? Like, but that they didn't look at during the movie so as to not spoil it for themselves? For sure, people are serious as fuck. So I had like an accidental day margarita, and then I went, and I mean, it wasn't accidental. I picked it up, I put it in my face. I was on purpose, but I just didn't realize the, if sometimes, have you ever had, have you never been such a not drinker that sometimes you forget what alcohol does? <laughs> That was me. And I went to the movies, and then I got out my phone. Oh, no! Like, I got out my phone, and I don't know what I was doing. I think I was going to text someone. But I don't know what I was going to text them. Probably, like, at the movies. Like, not even because they texted me. It was not a reply. Nobody had texted me. It was my friend Adam. He lives in Chicago. That's who I was going to text. 
we haven't talked in a little while. I was in Back to the Future. I was like, I, I used to go to the movies with Adam. I'd probably tell him, I'm at the movies. <laughs> then the guy next to me was like, um, excuse me, do you mind putting your phone away? And I said, no! <laughs> Which can be interpreted two ways. No, I don't mind. Or no, I'm not going to put it away. <laughs> he was like, you have to put it away. And I said, that is what I said next. It was a Daffy Duck sound. It's the most dismissive and rude sound you can make. I did put it away right after that, but I can't believe I even said that. Oh no, how devastating. I mean, people took it so seriously. There were like people in costume. In Back to the Future, you can't be looking at your phone when somebody has like really. It was two also. It was Back to the Future 2, so there was like hoverboards. You can't be on your phone if somebody had like their own hoverboard. Like it wasn't, they didn't buy it. It was like a custom made. Because <laughs> it was like whatever Biff's character is, whatever he is in number two, Rhea would know. It doesn't. She's, what is it? Oh, no, but there's, no, Griff. Griff, that's what it is. Yeah, Griff. In, in two. Yeah, there's Griff, which is young him. Then he's also old him. You know how time travel works. Do you know that movie a lot? Do you like it? <laughs> movie you like a lot? Yeah, it's the best one. That's the best movie? Well, it's the best one out of the trilogy. Oh. Number two? Yeah. <laughs> Boy. So glad Rhea's not out here. Oh, she's right there! <laughs> she's furious with you! Are you okay? Are you turning into... Is, are you Arnold Schwarzenegger and you're going through the thing in Total Recall? Well, your hands disappearing, yeah. You gotta change your answer or she's gonna disappear in this photograph! You have a great laugh and I should appreciate you for it. So, um, you really like Back to the Future 2? No, I'm like totally into that. What other movies do you like? If that's a movie you like, like, what's your taste? What's a recent movie you saw that you dug? Um, Mistress America? Mistress America? Yeah, I mean, that's like, first of all, so specific. I mean, it just, didn't it just, and it's Greta Gerwig? Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> what did you think of Francis Ha? I love that. Yeah, it's a great movie. Okay. What other movies do you like? Because you could understand that if you say, I like Back to the Future 2 and Mistress America, I'm like, I don't get your taste at all. Because <laughs> those two movies are like, that's the opposite of each other, yeah. It's like, when I watch Netflix, I go straight to the horror and then to the independent documentaries. <laughs> Actually, though, some horror movies are like, that's ever approaching each other. You're right, like at a certain point. It's all just about like a really spooky sandwich. Or doll or something. Like, what's with that doll, you know? And then they either sell it for a lot of money or it eats you. <laughs> Depending. Cool. What else is your life about? What are you doing with your time and days? I draw. You draw? What do you draw? I'm an illustrator. You're an illustrator? Yes. For who? who, do, who? Um, I draw for various websites. For various websites? People who pay you. Yep. Yeah. Sounds like a job. <laughs> Oh, you do a service and then somebody pays you? Yeah, I'm familiar with that. <laughs> um, like, what kind of websites? What are you talking about here? Uh, I've drawn for, like, nylon. Nylon? I've heard of it, yeah. Uh-huh. You know what? Not a bit of nylon in it. No. <laughs> so, 
Also, Paste Magazine, none of that in there either. <laughs> These are the magazines that don't have anything to do. Cosmopolitan, sort of from the past, right? <laughs> You guys want to talk about magazine titles? <laughs> people magazine is really just about some people. <laughs> you guys ever notice that? <laughs> it's like not about most people. <laughs> like those people are not really living a normal life, so I don't get it. <laughs> What's your story? What are you up to? How are you doing? Good. Yeah? Good. Great. Indianapolis is great. Yeah, mid well, yes, exactly. Indianapolis is one of those cities where it's like, it's mostly a Nordstrom. <laughs> for real, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, how, how are you liking it out here? It's good. Yeah? What brought you to these parts? Uh, well, mm -hmm. just Yes? Have we talked before on the show or something? You're looking at me like I should know these things. No. <laughs> well, I'm a social justice advocate. You remember from when we've had this exact same conversation. What are you socially justing? What are you... <laughs> what kind of justice are you working on? Do you know that's like my whole bag? Kind of from the past? In the past, that was like my whole bag. Have we talked about this? Do I know you? Is this Back to the Future too? Are you me? Am I you? Which one of us is which? What are you working on? Uh, well, right now, I'm like in between jobs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Get more socially conscious film. Yeah, socially conscious film. Yeah, wow, that's good stuff. I'm so glad to hear you're doing that. And I like the idea that you're in social justice, but you're between jobs. So that means you're just like sitting at home, just like, oh man. Yeah, just like, oh man, I got so many opinions. You know, like. <laughs> Do you know my minor in college was faith, peace, and justice? That is a minor you could have at the college that I went to. And it is the minor I have. Faith, peace, and justice. As a theology major, my parents were like, we're not sure what you're going to do with that. And I was like, just keep paying for my college, mom and dad. Because I've added something much more marketable. Faith, peace, and justice. My minor has an and in it. And commas. There's commas in there. Yeah, um, yeah so I like did some, you know, some marching and stuff and like things like that hanging out, kind of like seeing people, like really seeing them where they were, and then kind of like <laughs> leaving and going back where I lived, but like seeing them for sure. <laughs> yeah, that is privilege. That's what that is. Where you can just be like, oh my God, like what? that's what you're going through? So cool. Yeah. Wow. Yes, exactly. So you're going to make some films or are you going to, what are you going to do for the films? What's your job going to be? Because is it going to be to be, because if, if you were a director, do you know about this whole sandwiches thing that happens on all movies? Yeah, great. Okay, so as you guys leave, I'm gonna in, I'm gonna be there. Shake my hand on the way out. I want you to tell me which kind of sandwich you'd be. I feel like now you've all been thinking about it the whole show, and I don't want to I don't want you to keep that inside. You're leaving just like, oh man, she just asked me. I was sitting out the whole time. Cause I, he got to say what he was, what I didn't get to say. That would have been a veggie meatball sub. Well, welcome to the city. I hope it's treating you well. Let's hear it for these gals. They're great. <laughs> Dudes, it's been a totally wonderful experience. Now, this next comic, first of all, total pleasure. Second of all, he's sitting in a corner backstage before the show. And I didn't know he would... That's his laugh. 
Do you hear that laugh? He has like a deep, slow laugh. And he was behind me. And somebody made a very funny joke on stage. And then he laughed just like a slow, deep corner laugh. Oh, man, if you guys could have seen it, you would have loved it. It was so just. You guys have it in your hearts for one more great comic? I feel like you're relaxed, and I love that about you, but let's get a little bit jazzed. Do you guys have it? I knew you did! Let's hear right now for Al Jackson, guys. Get up for Al. What's up, guys? Yeah? Oh, no, do the jokes. Fuck it. Let's go. Let's, uh, you guys, you got asked and answered. Uh, yo, it was weird because you told a quick story about day drinking. Uh, and you ever just hear somebody tell a story and it makes you think of the story you never even, it hadn't crossed your mind since, probably because I was hammered. Uh, I, I, I used to live in New York and I had two meetings at uh, MTV at one in the morning and one in the afternoon. And in between, I was like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be like a businessman. I'm going I'm to have a business lunch. And, uh, <laughs> I met with, uh, I did uh, that old show MTV Made. I was a coach on one of them old ass shows. And you, <laughs> what the fuck was that? And, <laughs> and so I met uh, with the woman that, that booked me for the show for lunch. And uh, we met across the street because I was like, I got a, I got a meeting and I, and, and at one o'clock. So she was like, cool. So I just have a salad. And I'm like, ah, I'm going to drink. So I had a cucumber martini because I was like, that can't fuck you up. So I was, you know, like, like, it's fine. It's cool. And so it's a cucumber. What could it do? They put it in water. So she and I are talking and she has one and I have another one and she has another one. And then she starts breaking out crying saying that was her last day at MTV. And this is a strong black woman. So I'm trying to like ply her with alcohol. So we have two more martinis. I look up. It is 157. I am wasted. I am gone off that juice. And I go to the meeting and I have no memory. No, man, I remember, I swear to God, I couldn't make this up if I, I've never said this to another human being. I definitely, like, dropped Red Man's name in there. Like, I was like, I could get him for the show I'm pitching, and they were just, I'm sure, I mean, I was, I was belligerently drunk in this woman's office. And uh, my manager called me the next day, and he was like, uh, were you drunk last night? I was like, no, I was at a party two nights ago. I was still hungover. He was like, yeah, you're a fight. So that, that just happened. Uh, and this is another story that's going to go over probably like that one did. Uh, I'm from Cleveland originally. I heard somebody's from Indy. Yeah. And uh, I was there yesterday uh, headlining my home club. And uh, I'm close with my mom. And I come from a crazy family. I know a lot of comics hated to set shit up. But uh, I'll explain real quick. Like, my mom has a PhD and two master's degrees. And my dad, who she's been divorced from for 25 years, doesn't have a debit card. <laughs> like, that, that, that's for real. And... Uh, so my sister, who's adopted, is bipolar and schizophrenic, and she has two twin boys, Kevin and Devin, at a 15. We'll get to them later. Uh, so my schizophrenic sister is going to go down with the two boys to go visit my dad, who doesn't have a debit card. And uh, that's a problem, because you need a debit card to buy a plane ticket. So I'm, you know what? I'm going to fucking John Madden this shit for you guys so you can see it. Um, <laughs> sorry, people listening on the podcast. I'm, playing, I'm pointing to a black wall with a stick. My sister in Cleveland needs to get to Atlanta where my dad is, but there's, there might as well be the moon. There's, they need a lot of help. There's a lot of help. You don't understand. So my dad's brother, Donald, who's retired, he put a lot of money into some kind of insurance thing, and he is like, he's a millionaire. He's like, I got 
300 bucks, I'll get the tickets. So I'll send you the e-tickets. Now, my dad is like, e-tickets? Is that, do I need an email address? And so the answer is yes, probably. <laughs> so my, it was weird, because my dad called me. He's like, can you help me set up an email address? I was like, dear Lord. So I die in LA, help my dad set up an email address. Donald emails the e-tickets to my dad, which your first email shouldn't be e-tickets. It's a little confusing. There's barcodes and numbers and... My dad goes, what the fuck? Even though he does not curse at all. So my dad panics, 75-year-old black man, prints the e-tickets out on a printer, making them now paper and no longer e-tickets. E like, puts them in the mailbox, sends them to my schizophrenic sister, who then drives it to my mom's house, and she says, I should have married a professor. So that's... That's my family, and this is the story I need to tell y'all. I had to set that up first. Um, my mom, because my, my sisters had problems, uh, my mom is always like, uh, she basically had to raise Kevin and Devin, who are 15 now. And they're like most, you know, 15-year-old boys, they like sports, they don't give a fuck about school. So my mom's like, what I'm going to do is I give them pop quizzes in the car, just random like topical stuff, make sure they know, just random things, make sure they know some facts. And my mom, we're, uh, we're having a glass of wine yesterday, and uh, my mom goes, uh, yo, we need to talk. She didn't say yo. She's like, can you talk? I was like, yeah. And she goes, I don't know how to say this to you, but I was talking to Kevin and Devin in the car the other day, and I found out that neither one of them has ever heard of Alaska. And <laughs> just, like, and that's where, and my body just felt warm with joy. Like, I thought it was so funny, I couldn't feel. And it's just like, and I was like, what? And she was just like, fuck that it's a state. Get that out of your mind. Like, she, they didn't know, they thought she had slurred her word. They thought she was trying to say, like, lasagna or zatarans or some shit and just fucked it up. And I'm like, all right, if my mom hadn't randomly brought that up in her Honda Pilot, how far would they have made it in life? Two black kids in Cleveland before somebody randomly mentioned Alaska again. But they've been like 42 years old at a company party or something. It's like, hey, Kevin and Devin, what's up, man? Me and my wife, we just took a cruise up to Alaska. And Kevin's like, Alaska, this motherfucker. <laughs> what's he going to tell us next, that Annie's white? Okay. <laughs> Guy sitting by himself got it. What's going on with you, 12 angry joker? I, uh, this is random. I got to tell the side story before I tell the actual story, and I'm going to get the fuck off stage. Uh, <laughs> this just happened. I got, um, I'll tell the side story first. Um, my social media, my Twitter's Al Jackson and my Instagram's Al Jackson IG. And, um, I was down in Orlando and when you, you got, when you, when you're not famous, you got to go down there and, and, and promote on the radio. So I'm on the radio with the corny ass DJ and he's like, we're wrapping up the interview. He's like, all right, funny man, Al Jackson, you can see him two nights, uh, two shows tonight at the improv and you can catch him on social media on uh, Twitter at Al Jackson and on Instagram at Al Jackson Nig. Cause he just read the IG like with the name. And it was fine. It was hilarious. But it was so cool to see like a 50-year-old man like, oh, my career's over. Right. I'm moving back in with my parents. So this picture I took is on Al Jackson Nig. Because uh, I got bumped up on a flight, on a Delta flight. It was a short flight. And it was one of those small planes. So it was just like, it was, uh, it, it, I was in the window in the first seat, like literally seat 1A. And seat 1B was empty. And this white dude, like in his 50s, came. And he was in that... Uh, that period of life where white men get into in their 50s where 
they start dressing like that coach Jim Harbaugh, but just like crazy creased khakis and like shoes that are so white. It's like, were you in a wheelchair all day? Like, why are your shoes that white? And he, he kicked them up on the bulkhead door. And so I took a picture of me and insulted him. So that's why this is on Al Jackson, Nick. Uh, so when you get bumped up to first class, uh, they, you get a free drink. So I get my vodka tonic and he orders a cranberry juice. And I don't care if a dude, doesn't drink, but when a dude orders some cranberry juice, it just people stop talking for a second. I'm like, all right. And so the flight attendant was like one of those. There's two kinds of flight attendants. There's like like by the book flight attendants and like party flight attendants. Like drink it, bitch. She was like a fun one. So she comes over and she's like, Jackson, I remember. Uh, you you got the vodka tonic. I almost put soda in it, but I got your tonic. I got you. I was like, thank you. And she turns to the Jim Harbaugh dude and she goes, and you, sir. I almost forgot to put the vodka in your cranberry juice, but I remembered at the, yes. And, I, he, and she was like, and I remembered at the last second, this dude is finishing his cranberry juice. And he looks up and he goes, I don't drink. And I was like, oh, shit. You know, like when you can just feel the walls setting. And she's like, oh, well, let me get you another one. Like she doesn't see murder six and a half inches from her face. Like she doesn't see what's happening. And he goes, you don't understand. I don't want another one. And he just gives it a drink. And like, hey, you guys gotta be me. Like if, 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 if this is this dude sitting here, you guys are me. And he turns to me after he gives it a drink and he turns to me and he goes, 20 years of sobriety down the fucking drain. And I'm like, oh shit, oh shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, like, she, she's just walking around. Like, can I get you? I'm like, this dude is having his own tiny private 9-11. It's like there's nothing in the booklet, in the safety book. And so this is all the dude said. Like, we were, we were, we were first uh, to fly, first to, uh, to, in, the, in the queue to leave. So we, uh, we swing around, and this is the only thing to do. You guys are me again. He turns to me, and he goes, I can already feel it running through my veins. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, oh my god! And so I was trying to think: Has there ever been like a moment like that in my life where like I would like something that traumatic happen? And uh, I think this is comparable. Uh, I like to Shazam a lot of songs uh, at bars. I do. I just and then I play it for my friends, and if they haven't heard it, I'm like, you must be getting on. I've not heard it. Uh, so. Uh, I was at a bar, this is like 10 months ago now, and there was a pop song on, and I really liked it, and I uh, should just sh- shazam it under the, under the bar, and uh, I looked at it, you know, some people dancing around me, I looked, and it was Taylor Swift, Shake It Off, <laughs> I swear to God, and that might not be a big deal for y'all, but I was like 20 years of thinking I was not a Taylor Swift fan. <laughs> Guys, I've been Al Jackson, you were amazing, thank y'all so much. Al Jackson. Al is so funny. I-G. Yeah. Everyone. Al Jackson. I-G. You were literally just saying on the way here, I, you put on a song on the radio, and I said, what is this? Who is singing this? And you said, it's not Taylor Swift. (laughs) No, I said, I don't even know if this is Taylor Swift or not anymore. That's how I decide. That's where music. we're at. Like that's where we're at. It was just Taylor a Swift song, or not. and we didn't think it was Taylor Swift. So no. then, I guess it's nobody. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody else. Somebody else. As if. Guys, this has been a wonderful show. Hasn't everybody been wonderful? Let's hear it. Uh huh. Yeah. Everybody's been good. Plus, I snuck in a little as if at the end, which Sorry. I'm pretty proud of. So clutch. Yes. Ooh, guys, uh, that's Rhea Butcher. <laughs> that's-
That's Cameron Esposito. We're here every Tuesday night. Please come back and see us again. Down. Have a great rest of your week. Thanks, guys. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> Ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.